Welcome to the Walt Weekly Podcast with your host, Walter Latham Sr. and co-host, Michelle Sweeney-McCombs. Today's show, Men's Night, their version of Ladies' Night, Roles, Expectations, and Parenting Today. Today's guests, returning panel members, Christopher Sweeney, retired sanitation worker and owner of Johnny Roof Smokehouse. We also have Gregory Coleman, owner of Illumination Media and Technology, and also the Walt Weekly Audio Video Tech. Welcome to the show. Enjoy the show, folks. Right. What I, I agree with that, Walt, but I'm not I saying don't, I don't education think- is not the key. Uh, getting a trade is an education. Yeah, but getting a degree is also an education. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's not, but it's the same thing. I got a master's, you know, and I got certifications, credentials. But well, we're not saying that the that a traditional education is not necessary. But the statistics you just gave, the statistics you just gave, were measuring success based solely on the on a college, a traditional college education. Is but that was not. uh, I wasn't measuring success. Okay, I'm just measuring. You can go to college and get a, a doctorate degree, and you can't do anything in the job market, and you can't support your family. Yeah, but what? Right. Is, so, what are those statistics the saying? Thing is now. Let me go back and harken back to Ma, where she used to tell me, "You can have all the education in the world, but if you don't have common sense, you have nothing." Absolutely. Okay, that's the truth. And, and, and I think right now we got people walking around with degrees up and down. And got no common sense. Educated fools. There you go. Educated fools. But my my point was, and and sometimes, sometimes we dig ourselves, and this is what Chris was saying, we dig ourselves in the traps trying to go, you know, and again, I think this leads to a, a certain degree of elitism. We're pushing for that dream that was created for us, fighting to get in to these big schools create mountains and mountains of debt, of debt. and 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 foregoing some some great trades, some great education, and you know, and I also read and how statistics can be skewed. There was a comparison done, and I, I don't have all the exact figures that African African Americans in this country predominantly go toward the trades and in education and stay away from science and math so they don't they don't flip those those degrees into the most marketable fields which is science and math they'll go they'll be teachers they'll be professors and they don't make the money you don't go to they're, Wall Street. they don't make the money i had a friend of mine that was a teacher who had a masters and here I am picking up garbage, and she couldn't touch my salary. That's right. And she was highly offended by it. And I understood why, because she said, I spent a lot of money to get here. But that's the trap, because that's not our dream. Mm-hmm. And I get it, right? Look at, look at, there's, there's a movement right now of some very, very wealthy uh, people in this country trying to roll back um, um, affirmative action and all of these other programs that helped us get into a lot of these Ivy League schools and all these other uh, colleges, right? And right now, these for-profit colleges are profiting off of black Americans 
more than anybody because white American men are not going to college. So if they block us out, who's going to these schools? They don't need to go. But but who's going? But are not going to college. Are not education is a bad thing. Okay, but one thing I can tell you: oh, right? We we are back, so we defer to athletic, physically, right? Okay, so you know, and we defer entertainment, you know, athlete and stuff of that nature. What are we building? What are we creating? I mean, college teaches you how to think, even if you go for I'm two not, years. Now, well, you, I agree I mean, with it, that. It I agree with that. But before we could go to college, Walt, before we could go to college, we were thriving before we were allowed into these places. You know why? Because the education doesn't start at college. It starts before then. It starts in the home. You're right. It yeah, starts... I, I, I concur. It yeah. starts at the beginning, grade school, all the way up. If you get to college and you you, you don't know anything because you, you you slept through one through twelve, what good are you in college? Okay, and you got to turn to sport like yeah. that. Now I can understand it, but the thing is, is that I want all our people educated in one way or other, whether it be I mean, it's the same as or something like that. We must for us to advance. We must do that. And that's the and argument. Some of us are advancing without it. And the and ones that have it are still below the ones that didn't get right it. Now. Why are we the lowest on the ladder? I mean, besides the racism and the bias that's in our in, in the system. Okay? Well, but that's the main thing. From that? how, do we, how do we get up off the ground? Are we on I the think ground? You, I think us as a people got to be much ground. more well-rounded than that also. We yeah. can't just depend on these, these, these big money schools to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to educate us. There's so many other ways. Well, and they're taking out free. and they're taking education out curriculum yeah, and they're taking not, out curriculum right, right. that exactly. teaches That's us the thing. truth. Now they're not even teaching you the truth in these schools. They're, they're removing books and curriculum. They're moving black history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Down to Florida. Right. That's why we want to boycott Florida. If we want to Florida, we understand down there. You need it. It's well, what difference would it make if you boycott it? They're still right. going to do what they want. It's the people that voted for him to put him in the office. What, what, well, look, what, how, look how angry we get when we see Mexicans mm-hmm. coming to this country. They're Masons. They're laying. They're doing paver work. They're, they're putting roofs on. They're doing it. You know why? Because they learned those trades. And we yeah. stuck our nose up to those things. And we don't know how to do it. And we relied on these other people to do it for us. Because everybody, no no disrespect, is chasing a college degree. We need some, hold on, hold on, let me finish. We need some people to learn these trades to keep us going. College is not for everyone. Everyone should get educated, but it should not be in that space. Some people are just not built for it. They're not going to be successful in it, and they're going to leave with debt and be broken people. Where some people are skillful, you could tell when somebody has a skill set early on. They're great with their hands. They know how to make things. They know how to build things. And we should encourage those people when we see them. Hey, 
Yes, you could go get an education, but you need to go get an education in this. We need to foster the great things that we see in our kids. You could see it early on. Sure, you might see a, a, a kid that is extremely talented in basketball. And what do we do? We nurture that talent. We feed into it. We pour everything into that. You should do the same thing with a kid who's an excellent painter. Or, I agree with you, Chris. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Just clarify what I'm trying to say, okay? Mm-hmm. Not, college is not for everybody. I'm, not, I'm the last one. I'm, I'm the first one to say no. It's not for everybody. But we do need for those that can, all right, take a track of, let's say, STEM. You know, my granddaughters, I paid for that STEM from, from four years old. All right? And Absolutely. they continue to do so. All right? Mm-hmm. That I want them. I don't want them to have boundaries. I don't want ceilings over them. I want them to be able to tackle oh, absolutely. what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Okay, and mm-hmm. I expect them to go to college. But what did you just say? Kids. You nurtured that from four years old, though. You started early. I nurtured that in my kids. They're my parents. Yes, but you started early. You grabbed them early, and you nurtured it. We're not doing that. What We're do not do? nurturing our yeah. children, and then when we when they get to the twelfth grade. We're sending them off to a higher education that is not free, and they are not prepared for it. And they're coming back saddled with debt. I paid them off myself. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. We are not. You're feeding into your grandkids right now. You're pouring into them. You started when they were four years old. So when they get to the 12th grade and and they're going off to college, they are prepared for the college experience, the life. They're not going to be prepared for everything being on their own, but they are they have a foundation rooted in education that is that helps them be successful. Far too many of our kids are not doing well in school. They're not being you know nurtured. Why? They're not that's being another, poured into because one, yeah. I mean I think the problem we still keep circling back to mm. desegregation. When yeah. I went to school, I went to an all-black school, mm-hmm. all right? And I mm-hmm. never thought that I had less in terms of what I could achieve. I, didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't hobbled by that. I was smarter for that because they took the time to nurture me, right? Okay? And so when I went to these white schools, no problem. When I went to work- Blow past them, oh, yep. Oh, yeah, it's no, no problem. We need to educate our kids. If we go back into what we've done in the past, when I talk about, segregation and what is done to us, that's what mm-hmm. it is now. This, but can this I tell you something of that. I agree with that. I, I, I do too. But yeah. let me tell you, let me tell you what I've learned over the last couple of years that you know who one of the big biggest proponents against like one of the one of the ways that some communities lacking, you know, good teachers, you know, the educational skills to get ahead, they're going around it by creating charter schools. Mm-hmm. And there's a big push now. So some liberal institutions and teachers unions are the biggest against opponents of these charter schools because they, and, and the first thing they do is say, it's segregation. It's segregation again. It's segregation again. So, you know, but they created a system, the public school system that already shows that it can't educate our kids and that the, a lot of the teachers don't don't really have the skill set to do it. And they really don't have the incentive because 
the teachers union pretty much made it possible that they don't have to be really good at it and they'll still have their jobs. Yep, you got to show York up. New York City schools, they have 400 as of night as of 2020, there's 450 teachers in what no, no, it's probably about 700 teachers in what they call the rubber room. They've either drugs, alcohol, sexual uh, allegations against them. They can't teach in the classroom. But because of the union, they're still making money. They can't get fired and they're still getting a paycheck. What the what the there's a charter schools now in New York City that exist in older schools. And I, I went to Springfield Gardens High School. There's a charter school that's in Springfield Gardens High School now. It's four different schools. That charter school of the kids and the same, they outperform the public school, Springfield Gardens High School, in every category and every age group. They outperform them. And but the Board of Education does everything they can to stipend that, to, to, to squelch that. Yeah, because you try because you're stepping on their their meal ticket. Of course they're gonna of course they're gonna fight that. We're good but, with that. But 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 we gotta be careful. Cause I have a a, a friend of mine who whose kid children go to a charter school mm-hmm. and they were doing great. Mm-hmm. They they hit a, a roadblock in the fact that there was some curriculum that they wanted them to learn and the charter school said no. Mm-hmm. They refused to do it and, and a majority of the parents were on board with this curriculum. Mm-hmm. But because the charter school is not governed the same way the Board of Education is. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do anything about it. So each of them have their, you know, the public school and the and the and the and the, um, the the teachers union are to blame for charter schools. They're the reasons charter schools are there. Absolutely. They created. I think, and I, one of my shows, one of the earliest shows that I did, and I think it was part of the, the segregation school segregation thing that we did that I did. I propose that our kids, I mean the African-American kids, have their own school up until they're in the eighth grade. When they finish eighth grade, then they can integrate into the regular school. Because if you look at the regular school, the public school system, most of the teachers are white women. Mm -hmm. They don't know anything about us. I'll take it a step further. they, They stereotype us right away because they're not from our culture. I'll they take it a step understand. further. They don't know anything about us. They're intimidated by us also. They're afraid of us. How are you going to teach kids you're scared of? That's what I'm saying. That's why I think we should pull back our kids and put them in a black or uh, African-American school. But right? look I at the demographics. That, I think that's eighth grade. Once we, we educate them through eighth grade, and then when they go to high school, let them integrate into the regular you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, school. That's what Look I at think. the demographics of most I community charter schools and who's teaching your kids. Yeah. What role models are in our Definitely. public schools now? Community. I mean, some of the first role models I had mm-hmm. were my band director in high mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. I, I, went, mm-hmm. I, got a music, I got a music scholarship because of him. I used to play trumpet. I wanted to be like Mr. Norris. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. And I also had other role models that I saw on TV that I wanted to be. Like Dick Van Dyke and these guys, Bob Shugart. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's true with the schools because when Justin, if you remember, Chris, he was in a private school, black private mm-hmm. school. And at one point I couldn't afford to keep him there. So I transferred him to public school. 
And I found that he had a lot of issues, you know, couldn't relate to the teachers, you know, the kids, the behavioral patterns and all of that. So he found his niche, which was early with music. So he had something to keep him going. But I got a question for you, Shell. So Mm -hmm. initially, when you started having these problems, did you think the problem was him or did you think the problem was was the the school? I think it was the parenting and the school, the parents Mm -hmm. of the children Mm -hmm. and the school. Because I worked in school with him, so I saw it daily. Mm -hmm. And another thing I did notice, getting back onto the parenting side of it, a lot of the the kids working in the system could be siblings, and I did not know that. They had different last names. Mm -hmm. So when I meet the parents, and they're like, oh, this is my child, that's my child, they have different fathers, and the father's not in the picture. Mm -hmm. So that was another problem with behavioral patterns and women trying to raise boys. Let me let me ask y'all something though. And me, Greg, Michelle, me, we were closely in age, right? When we went to public school, we had I had the best of everything when I went to public school. I had a cooking class, I had hygiene, I had band, we played we had sports, Shop. we had all of those things, and we were all I and this is public school. Yeah, this wasn't a charter school. A this wasn't yeah. private school. We had all of those things. Band was, band was extremely important to me when I was mm-hmm. in public school. I played in the citywide band. I traveled to other schools. We had uh, concerts, big challenges. We, we, we went against each other. It was fantastic. They mm-hmm. started gutting those programs because they were, yep. they were putting out quality kids from all of that and let me let me go back to this too hbcu schools were churning out this is going back in the 50s and the 60s the best Mm -hmm. athletes out there the only reason in my opinion that those white schools started allowing us to go to those schools because they wanted out they wanted the athletes that's all it was because it was big money for these kids to play college sports, college football, college basketball, all of these things. And they gutted the HBCU schools. Yeah. yeah our yeah. kids stopped going there and we started going over there. So one of, some of our greatest athletes, Doug Williams, all these guys went to HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Doug Williams went to uh, the college. I only did one year. Grambler? City State University. That's where I got my new. Oh, this is the, yeah. Okay. Okay. We should yeah, be yeah. They State, took all of that away. That's why these kids don't have anything in school to look forward to. They, they misbehave. They have nothing. They don't give anything. The school that Justin was at in Brooklyn was a brand new school. They had, you know, I worked under the VP. Mm-hmm. And I saw all the stuff coming in. I saw the supply room full of instruments. They had no music class. Yeah. Yeah. So Probably nobody to even teach it. What y'all were saying earlier, it's it's the community, it's the village. And and that's been taken away from us over the last 30, 40 years. Chris, you know, one of my one of my most memorable teachers that probably my favorite teacher was in junior high school, 275 in Brownsville Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. eighth grade. Mr. Taylor, a strong black man. He taught us. He cared about us. He'd grab us around the neck and pull us in the hallway yep. if we jacked yep. up. But you know what? We respected that. Yeah, but we are yeah. proof. 
we are proof that you could get a quality education yeah. from the board from city schools if they if they put those programs back in place mm-hmm. and they did all of those things and they got well-rounded teachers who mm-hmm. just like police force you have to have people that look like you in these right. roles there you right. go Can't, that's what i'm saying yep. Chris, you're hitting the nail on the head right there you hit yep. it on the head we have to have people that look like us that understand us yep have some from it's a, we have a culture all mm-hmm. right okay that's why a lot of our, our our kids i mean both boys and girls get sent to mm-hmm. uh special ed because the teachers don't understand them. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I was when I right. was in school, and you, I'm quite sure when you were in school, how many people had to go to a special ed? Yeah. Call your mother, your parents. And I you mean, you went to problems. If there right. was some serious developmental issues with you, then you yeah. went to. Now that you were, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You had some mental mm-hmm. issues or something like that. But yeah, everybody right. else was in the in, in the regular classroom. You have six and seven year olds being brought into the principal's office and the police being called on them yeah. because yeah, these these teachers don't know how to handle them. Yeah. Right. The, who calls the cops? The resource officer on a six-year-old. And they're putting these kids in handcuffs in the back of the car. They're traumatized. But that's why I say you're, you've, and, and Chris, you, you brought up a good point, you know, about how you know, in, in certain charter schools when they shifted the curriculum. But I, I, I you know, I'd, I'd wonder exactly how long that charter school is going to be, you know, in existence if you don't have the parents behind you because they control the, the flow. If ain't nobody going, then they'll shut down. I was pointing out that mm-hmm. charter school, I'm, I, I, I like charter schools, but mm-hmm. I also don't want to think that they're perfect. No, they're absolutely not. not. not but, and, but my point was... When, in mm-hmm. the public school system, mm-hmm. there is much more space for your kids to be more well-rounded if they if they supported the schools the way they should. If the the teachers union was held more held more accountable than they are, mm-hmm. everything has got teacher conference. That, to yes, me, that's a big deal. Everything has gotten away mm-hmm. from the basics. We have we think we need to reinvent it and we don't because it worked. So why are you changing it? If it worked before, you know why? Because before, like I said, we went to public school and public school was turning out quality kids. But here's because we had one thing that we need to do and and, it, and um, when we when we uh look at this episode or when we, we go to edit the episode and we want to track back to why we're doing this episode, right? We got to answer, we got to respond to the women. And I think that we have to circle back. Now, let's circle back to you know, things that were said, you know, but okay, I was trying to make my point. I was representing y'all guys best I could, but it was their show. So it was very little that I could say, right? I only could put, you know, sometimes I just couldn't help myself. You know, I had to, I had to jump in. Right? As you know, me and Keena, just to get on it a little bit, we, we also had differences. So, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. All right, yeah, I had a, I had someone helping me. You know? <laughs> there you go. So, I acknowledge, uh, you know, my man in the situation. So she had a different situation. So it was two sides to that. You know? Yes, I yes. mean everybody's right. going to tell their right. story. Right, but right. right. there's one thing here is that mm-hmm. 
Is there a paradigm shift going on in terms of who should be the, the leader of the household based on the amount of money that they, that they make? No. No? So mm-hmm. I could tell you, my wife, you know, if, if my wife made more than me, then I, I know one time she did. Like maybe a you year. got a big ego, that's why. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, I do. Yeah, yeah, I am. I do. You know? <laughs> I can't. Sure, I'd be happy if she's mine. I'd be more than me. I'm good with it. Bring yeah, it home. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, didn't, I was uncomfortable just like Mark. I think Lyle was a little bit Martin, like that, too. Martin, where, yeah. uh, his wife was making more than him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm <laughs> the same way. I just can't help it, you know? But, Chris would love it. You know why? Because we could still have the same... The dynamics don't have to change. We can't let no. the money change us, right? No, the money, whether it's coming in, it's still got to run the household. And whoever is the strongest, like, I go shopping, I do all the shopping, food, grocery shopping, I pay the bills. I, I, you know, I don't get no you pushback. The, you pay the bills too? Yeah. Right, you go, go shopping and all that kind of but stuff. I'm a better, you know why? Because I'm a better shopper than she is, and she'll admit oh, to that. Oh, this is this is volunteer. You volunteered to do it, right? No, I volunteered to do it. Like, I, you know, listen, I don't because, have a problem. Right. First of all, I don't have a problem as a man being everything I need to be to my family, and we need to recognize that. That's Sometimes amazing. you gotta, you gotta, you know, swallow your pride. Not just swallow your pride, but you know what I mean. Recognize that maybe your family needs you to be more, and it's okay to be more. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. It's okay yeah. to be more. You know, we say we say uh, I hear in in churches. You know, the man is the head, but the woman is the is the the neck the that body. turns the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, great. Okay. But you, you know, know you, those are where you pick up on the weaknesses of the other person. You pick up. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yep. So that's true. Right. You have to. Re- first of all, both sides. You have to. Re- you have to recognize who you chose as a mate, mm-hmm. and come to terms mm-hmm. with that, and understand this is what I got to work with, and and if I want to be here, I chose this. I got to make it work. Talk you to you. Have to. Mm-hmm. Right. And to be honest, right. who should be the head of the house? Who do you think? The man or the woman? The one that makes more, more money. Right, she said, The more man. Money. Are you serious? I'm only playing. Are you serious? Listen, he knows better. Chris knows. Chris knows. I feel like the man, because my dad was, he was a good role model. So that's most women. If you were raised properly, look in a mate, someone that's similar to their father. And that's what I did. Compatibilities. So I feel, Walter, yes, the man. I was only playing. Because I ain't trying to be the head. I ain't trying to do all of that. Nope. I have my functions and I'm good with it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, Chris? I agree with the same state. I agree that the man should be the head, even if she made more money, bring the money home. And hey, baby, this is the money. I'm going to let you go out and do what you need to do with it. But it doesn't mean she doesn't have any input with that. It's just we have to be in unison, a show of force. When we step out the house, we are on the same step. We're on the same wavelength. 
Meaning, hey, I defer to my man, but he's he's not my boss. He's my man. And she's not my boss. She's my woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. Totally agree. But you know you don't have to ask me. Right, Greg, I know, but I want you to just uh, elaborate. It's, it's biblically based. That's, and that's, that's where I'm coming from. What was that? Bringing the Bible in it. I said it's biblically based. That's where I'm coming from. Okay. So that's that's my guide, and that's what I stand by. And and again, it's because, but but it's not biblically based. You know, some people mm-hmm. perceive it to be a dominance thing. That's not where that's coming from. Because if the man is chosen to be the head, now the responsibility is on that man to love his wife, his children, and value her and treat her like she's the queen she is. Period. Because that's sit her next to him. Yeah, that's, that's it. It's not a, a dominance. You know, so regardless of who's making the most money and, and and now the man better step up even more. If he's making a little less money and, and got a problem with that, he better remember who he's supposed to be. You still got to be the head of that household. And if you're joined with a woman who thinks otherwise, now y'all got to work that out. That's that's where the divide comes. Did you I was gonna say that? Did you yeah. choose the woman who's who's going to still, uh, you know, value and honor your place as the head of the household? Right. I was going to say that because, you know, you have some women that feel like, oh, he asked me to marry him. You know, he's the he's the breadwinner. He's supposed to do this. He's supposed to do that. And there's no support whatsoever from the woman. So that's where you have a lot of breakups and balance in relationships. But that's 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 what I was going to say, Shell. Those yeah. women that say that, how's that working? Well, let me let me ask you this too. I'm sorry. That's what I asked. You know, during mm-hmm. Ladies' Night. Okay, how, you know, are you going to value this man? I mean, that's what the problem is. Because you keep putting a man down. I mean, I can just relate to myself okay? constantly. That when mm-hmm. I go to work, when I was working and working seven days a week working from, you know, going all overseas, all these places, and working to take care of my family. But when I come home, I think I, I deserve some respect or some appreciation, and that appreciation should be shown in some way or form, some way, of what I've done. All right? And yeah. unfortunately, I'm yeah, in a yeah, situation yeah. where I got a like, traditional situation. Because of you being older and married, I'll be married 49 years in December. Okay, so when we got married, that was the case. I'm I'm glad I'm not being I'm coming up now, you know, and trying to get married now because who are you gonna marry? You go, you know, you got women that are very I, a strong woman. I like a strong, I like a smart woman. Yep. But I defer to the fact that, and I'm not being narcissistic. I'm not trying to be misogynistic or anything. But the man, you know, is the man. And that's just my 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 mindset. Yeah, let a man be a man. Right. We all, we have roles. Everybody has a role. We have roles, and, and it's that... very it's very easy for people to defer to other people in every other aspect. You defer to a vote for somebody to to make laws for you, to go make legislation for you. You go to church, you listen to somebody. You go to school, you take orders. You listen to somebody. You go to a job, but when you come home, you can't defer. All right. I don't understand it. You do you do it everywhere else, but you don't mm-hmm. want to come home and defer. 
And I'm not saying to defer at as a detriment to help build you up. We won't sit. Listen, I might be running the house, right? I pay all the bills. I do all the things, right? But I can still let my woman sit next to me as if she's doing those things with me. Because she is. Because right. she's, taking, she's taking care of my kid. She's taking care of the household. She works as well. She has her own life. She has her own things that she's doing. All I ask for, hey, if I'm doing the heavy lifting, appreciate me a little. I don't care. Do I, I'm willing to do the heavy lifting, but I want to be appreciated. I want it to be seen that I did the heavy lifting and that you support me because I'm doing the heavy lifting to support you. Right. That's true. Right. All right. So I have a question for you guys. Um, what do you think about the women that are carrying the full load and the men that are home doing nothing? To contribute because you have a lot of that with women that are, are, are very independent they're making money and they're taking care of men just to say they have a man the right. revol- i think the problem is hers first no mm-hmm. i think I, th- I think it's more multifaceted than that and and again when we t- if i talk about how you got to value the family you got to value you know i I'm, I'm i pushed your traditional values okay and but i think we got to be a little more traditional about the men and women we choose. And and we gotta be traditional. We can't and and Michelle, Chris, Walt might not know. Y'all know who I am. Y'all know where I come from. I didn't always choose wisely, you know. I matter of fact. Yeah. So you know I'm not coming from no holier than now place. But I can look back and say that that wasn't that wasn't I wasn't in it for the long haul and I didn't choose for the long haul. So when I, when, when I encountered a problem, I could tap out or, you know, that other person could tap out. But I I learned as I got a little older that I got to be a lot more strategic. I got to be a lot more. I'm looking for, I'm, you know, is she going to be the one that's going running and cut bait and run or, is that the one I could depend on? But it's the same thing from a woman's die. perspective. Y'all got to give them some, yes, you want the man to step up. You know when you got to observe him and 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 check him out, see him through some good and the bad before you say, hey, I want his mm-hmm. baby. Or I want how many, I want how, many times have, how many times have we heard, and we've all heard this, a woman say, well, I just didn't want to be with him. He you know, he was corny. He was too nice. <laughs> How many times, right? And then they go out and get these raggedy suckers and make these babies and just keep going and pick the same raggedy sucker. Yep. He ain't going, yep. it ain't going, it's the he same thing. But he cute. And then you finally, you got three or four babies from these raggedy suckers. Now you want to come to this gullible dude that you thought was a chump and he's supposed to carry all that baggage? Are you kidding me? There you go. There you go. I want us to value the woman should value who she is in the beginning. Value what she has. She's bringing to the table from the beginning. So just ain't she just ain't going to link up with anybody. The man too. We do it just as, as much and wonder why, you know, she won't let me see my kid. She won't. That's who she was from the first place. 
That's who she was, but you didn't care because she had that big button to smile. So it didn't had matter. A, had a good time with her. You know what had I'm a good saying? time with her. And I'm not telling you because I heard about it. I'm telling you because I did it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but but we got to be we got to be a lot more traditional about choosing our mates. We can't be that haphazard about it because it's going to mm-hmm. come out in the end. It's going to come out later on. And now, like you said, Chris, right. when it's raggedy, we sit around wondering why. Yeah, Chris, you want to answer yeah. the question also? Yeah, okay. okay. I was going to say, she got to take a long look in the mirror and say, what do I value? You, I chose this. This is what I'm going to get. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need a man just because. And that's the problem. Not only, so she compounding the problem. Not only does she know that she, she shouldn't be with him, she's making babies with him now. So now you're almost stuck, right? Because mm-hmm. you got to mm-hmm. keep him around. Because, well, I want my kids to have their father in their life. But you knew he was a bum when you got with him. So you, listen, I tell people all the time, be very careful who you procreate with. Right. Because that is a lifelong relationship. Whether y'all stay together or not, you are connected through that child forever. Yeah. You got to be careful. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the person get the, the, the short end of the sick or the kid. It's the child. Yeah, the child. Yeah, of course. Because you don't want to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, guys, right. I may be going late. Uh, I think we want to cut. All right. I do... Uh, you're gonna splice this one too, huh? Uh, huh? Yeah, computer. You're gonna splice yeah. this episode. We went off on we've been in different directions, so yeah, you can. Yeah, I mean we got two two episodes going here. So, mm-hmm. but then again, that's why it's good to be, you know. No, but that little segue comes back to the you know, to the subject. Yeah, it comes back into it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I mean I, mm-hmm. I, I it's all connected too. It's all connected, that's right. Mm-hmm. It's intertwined, as they say. Right. Mm-hmm. right? So anyway, guys, any parting words for the ladies? Great. Yeah, I say, you know, based on, you know, definitely from the episode that things are usually a little more multi much more multidimensional than what uh, y'all explained on the, yeah, the on the say. surface, I should say. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot more to it, a lot more behind it than sometimes we want to, we kind of want to take that micro, microwave answer but it's a, it's a little deeper than that. And, and the bottom line is, you know, everybody, all black males ain't struggling. All black males ain't scrubs. All black males don't need to be handheld and lifted and led around like babies by black women, okay. by women, period. Hey, Chris? Yeah, he's, he's correct. And he's saying there's a lot of layers to this, right? And Walt, it goes back to us being able to really truly be who we are as a race of people in a place where we're really not, we haven't been fully accepted. And that plays into a part of our roles in these households. We are trying to live in a, in a world dictated by what other people are dictating what, what we should value. Those things don't necessarily work for us. It may work in those households and we're all human beings, but culturally we are different. And if we stick within our culture and stay grounded in that, I think we'll have better understanding of 
who we are and how we need to treat each other. Respect comes from the, it has to start in our community and work its way outward. It starts in your home and it continues on and every person that you interact with, all the things that you do, that respect should follow you everywhere you go. Right, Especially right. with each other. Okay, I mean, I think I would like to point out that, uh, and just reiterate, because, you know, I can be redundant in, in what I say. That's because it's very important to me, and it's the way I think. Mm -hmm. And that is, mm -hmm. as African Americans, we have to look ourselves, go to the mirror, look ourselves in the face. And that's the place I always go when I have problems. I go look in the day, I go in the mirror. All right, I was taught that. And try to understand where we are and where we want to be. All right? And then do whatever is necessary to make sure you want to be on track to achieve that where you want to be. But our race, it's more than just me, you, Chris, uh, Greg. It's more than that. We are African Americans. We're unique in this world. We're at the bottom of the ladder. And I think that if we don't make changes that, we, that are necessary, we're going to become extinct like the dinosaur. Until we realize that and take the necessary actions, as I said, we're going to go extinct. All right? Because we're at the bottom. All right? The strong, only the strong survive in nature. And we got to look at things that way. Okay? And that's, that's my closing statement for today. And I'd like to thank everybody awesome. for joining the Walk Weekly. I'm going to turn it over to Michelle, uh, well also said. the host of this show. She knows well said, well she's said. Always, you know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to her and let yes. her take us out. Thank you very much. Okay. And uh, yeah, thank you, guys. You know, thank you, Chris, thank you. Greg, for joining the Walk Weekly. You can find us at www.thewalkweekly.com, Instagram and Facebook at The Walk Weekly, LinkedIn at The Walk Weekly. All streaming platforms, and please follow us for all previous episodes with our panel, your host Walter Latham Sr. and co-host Michelle Sweeney Thomas.